0: Hello, friends. Nyanyume Adam Fofo Rafiki Ami Ore. this is Caleb Lamte, your host for the Young and Old podcast. On this podcast, I interview African achievers from various disciplines all over the world. They share their habits, principles, and values that has brought them this far. And stay tuned and enjoy the conversation. Our guest on the show today is Mr. William Moyne. He has worked as an accountant, treasurer, financial controller, among many other positions in companies like Shell Ghana Limited, Unilever and Golden Star Limited. He worked with Ghana Civil Aviation Authority as a deputy director and currently a lecturer at the King's University College. William shares his journey on how purpose shaped his life and his life has been full of unanticipated parts the trust in God to discover the purpose and plan for his life. Stay tuned and enjoy our conversation. Before the conversation starts, we want you to know that this program is supported by Casimo, an online learning masterclass platform for groups. You get to learn skills from the best in the world. To get updated on Casimo, you can follow them on social media at Casimo HQ, Casimo spelled Q-A-S-E-M-O. HQ that is at Casimo HQ. Stay tuned and enjoy the conversation. I'm glad to have you here today, uh, Mr. William Ohi. And um, say, yeah, welcome to the Young and White podcast. Thank you. All right, so uh, we want to dive in straight to our conversation today. And I want to start with maybe how your day has been for today on a Saturday. um how's your day been?
1: Well, uh, it's rather been quite relaxed today, it's not been as- busy as is usually the case so i would say that at least i've had some rest up to this point in time yeah
0: all right that's that's nice to hear so go in do you want to um, start from your childhood if you could tell us how your childhood life was like interesting um childhood yeah childhood. Uh, yeah
1: okay um I was actually born in Kumasi, 20 town, to front parents, okay, and um, I grew up a little while in Kumasi, up to age 4. Uh, I had an accident that was supposed to have taken my life, but God saved me. So um, at age 5 thereabouts, my dad got transferred, he was working for U.S. in I unilever not transferred to Accra. So, um my family joined, my mom and the kids followed, and then we've been in Accra ever since, and we've been eating gang cake, and uh, playing with gang boys, and now we are a shanty, fancy gang people. Mm-hmm. So basically, this is a summary of how childhood has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Right, so um, we didn't mention anything about your schooling, if you could tell us a little bit about schooling.
1: Okay, um, having to come to Accra, we started schooling in uh, nursery and then eventually uh, went to preparatory school. Um, I went to one of the very few private preparatory schools in town. Um, and at 8.12, eight I passed the trust and went to secondary school. Uh, secondary schooling was interesting. I went straight into Scripture Union because I didn't have a choice. The friends I was introduced to, unfortunately uh, for me, eventually I drifted. But I actually was introduced to someone who was supposed to take care of me because my dad only saw the person coming from the classroom holding books. Mm-hmm. But this person happened to be a way smoker. Uh, but I was fortunate, the scripture union saw something in me and they pulled me to scripture union. Probably they knew the danger I was exposed to, so they took me to scripture union. I was in scripture union up to um yeah, yeah. So eventually um I found scripture union boring <laughs> because it was peer pressure. My friends had interesting stories to tell when... They came from holidays, some had gone to new nightclubs, we used to call it discotheque. Mm-hmm. Some had art adventures with women, some had had, you know, uh, some parties and so on and so forth. And when it got to my thing, I didn't have a story to tell. <laughs> so I felt I had to catch up. So I just decided to stop SU and explore. Okay. Yes. The end of the course of exploration nearly cost my life because we had had a speed and price be given day on a Saturday. School authorities um, granted us a holiday on Monday. It had rained heavily the Sunday before. And myself and a few 15-year-old, primary three students went to the beach. They had to go and swim without SDS from the school. We didn't know how to swim. We got there the sea had turned brown. And one of the guys, who comes from Teixing, also called William, okay. said he knew how to swim, so he could teach us. He mm-hmm. said, let's all hold hands and go into the water. When the waves come, we jump, and then we would, you know, yes, we brought ashore. We tried it three times, and it worked. So this time I said, okay, you, the tennis ball you're holding, throw it into the sea, let's all jump into the water. Mm-hmm. When we did, that was, the most terrible mistake I ever made. The water wouldn't bring us because we were so far. And then, uh, the water was just drifting us in and out in into the water. So we eventually, I got washed ashore by some things of, uh, God's mercy. I got to watch a show and then my tummy was praised. I let out some water and got revived. But my colleague who taught us how to swim, brother, got drowned. Uh, he died. Yeah. The one who said he yes. yes, he died. He died. And we had to run back to school. Uh. The roll call was made. He wanted to know the boys who ran to beach to swim and they couldn't get us because we were there before the rope There was no mobile phone, but somehow the news got to school before we got there. Wow. Yeah, so this was scary enough for me to go back looking for Su. but I had this <laughs> thing exploring. So, you know, we continued like that. Went to sixth after, you know, this was in Therma secondary school. Went to Gallagher College in Cape Coast. And, you know, it, it continued. Uh, I was a science student, physics, chemistry, math. I mm-hmm. aspired to become a civil engineer. And I never opened my my books. Mm-hmm. I just doing street law and all that. And one day we were going to have a speech in Paris, giving the again in the school. And, you know, the dance aspect was what we were interested in. So I was just waiting. And then my uncle comes to the school. This uncle had never been to Cape Coast before. He comes in the taxi and says, Mommy says I should bring you one. said, ah, We are not on vacation, Uncle. Why are you taking me home? He said, Well, you have to go. We have sought permission from, from uh, the housemaster. So I followed him. This was in 79 when Rollins had stayed his school. In fact, it was around the start, June. Mm-hmm yes 79 so we got home eventually after being stopped severally by armed soldiers go home only to realize why he came to pick me up my daddy had died and he was the only breadwinner for the family i was second born at age 19 and we're nine my mommy's children were nine so you can imagine those coming after me being second born eventually we buried him went back to school And then I decided I wasn't going to school in Ghana because Mm -hmm. the terrible times had started. hunger in Ghana and all that, that the Western world was angry with Ghana, they wouldn't give us aid. And there was terrible times in Ghana, so I said I was going to study outside. An uncle of mine was taken care of by my father who lived with us and eventually traveled abroad, it was in the U.S. He promised that if I got a school, he would uh, take me abroad. So I made every effort to get a school. Finally I got one close to where he lives and he asked me to send my birth certificate, and my admission letter to him. And that was then 20 years, he never responded. He never minded me, 20 years. The Bible says, it is better to put your trust in God than to put your trust in man. Psalm 118, verse 8. Mm-hmm. You know, so I said, okay, my uncle disappointed me. Let me look elsewhere. School admissions for university was over. Yeah. I said, let me go for a Russia interview. Mm-hmm. Because I hear the Russian scholarship, mm-hmm. Eastern Europe, we used to call that. So I went and passed the interview. They gave me a passport. Passport was hard to come by within a week. And uh, I was supposed to travel in two months. Mm -hmm. The time came and my name was not on the list. Mm -hmm. So university had passed. I couldn't go. I couldn't go to United States. I couldn't go to Russia. So now I'm sitting down on a veranda, just looking up in the skies. My mom comes and says, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm doing nothing. I said, go back and follow me. I followed her and she took me to my daddy's workplace.
0: Mm-hmm. And this Wh- was where was that? U.S. So in okay. river, river.
1: So, because I had to wait another year to enter university or go abroad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so one whole year I had to pass. So she felt I was wasting time, so I should just follow her. So I followed her and she took me straight to the personal manager. We now call them HR. Director or whatever. And then said, Look, your son is sitting at home doing nothing, finding a job to do. And my mom is a semi retreat, but she's very bold, mm. you know. And thanks for moms. Mm. She had taken two of my younger siblings to infant school uh, without paying fees. And They finished this form. All she did was to go and see the headmaster and say, Well, Methodist is an infant school. <laughs> <this is laughs> school and I'm also a Methodist. Okay. And your children are at home we, we don't have any school to attend. Look at their result. They have done very well. So okay headmaster, I will see you. Thank you very much. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, next year she went again. So two of them. <laughs> so this woman took me to the person and did the same thing and said, Your son, you stay at home doing that. find him a job to do and say, Okay, personal mind, I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how I got into accounting because that was the only job available. Mm-hmm. I wanted to while away for one time, get some salary, and then I had my own plans. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when they were training us, U.S. is a good training ground. Mm-hmm. Each time I was tops in the class, and then the instructor asked me, "Would you, do you, did you do accounting in school?" I said, "No." I said, Why accounting? He said, "Well, you're very good at accounting. I think." You should do accounting, I said, no. He said, but your father was an accountant. I said, yeah, but I'm a science student. So I have other plans. Each time he comes, he will ask me. So to get him an answer, I went to the Institute of Charlie Accountants. It was just one floor down. We're on the fourth floor. They're on the third floor. So I went there and asked him, yeah, can a science student do accounting? I was expecting them to say no. <laughs> they say yeah, yeah, yeah. Are the kind of people who rather want to encourage to do accounting. So I said, oh, this woman has bought my plans. But eventually, I registered. Started classes at Poly. I had gotten being so good. Within two years, I had acquired the equivalent of an university degree. My colleagues had to do admin for four years. I had acquired equivalent in two years. I'm working and getting paid. I'm gathering work experience. By the time I could at least finish four years and did one year national service, I had five years working experience. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I was a favorite for anybody who wants to employ yeah. an accounts officer. So this is how my life started turning around. So I switched job. It mm-hmm. years wasn't paying well, so I left and then I joined Texaco which later became Shell, because Shell bought Texaco. Texaco is just Texas company. It's an oil right. marketing company like Shell. Mm-hmm. So I became a Shell employee. And whilst in Shell, I'm one person when I have to do something. I either do it very well or I don't do it at all. So in working, I put in all my efforts. Not knowing my white superiors were serving. So I was just having a nap after lunch, and uh, this Dutch financial controller comes and taps me, and he says I should follow him. He took me straight to the director of finance, and he just left me there. I thought I was in trouble, Thought I had done something wrong. And the man relaxed me and said, oh, I should sit down. He went to his desk and bought a newspaper, I opened the center page, and there was a gold mine, Bogosu gold. they were looking for uh, treasure. He must be a chartered accountant, blah, 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 blah. So I was struggling with my finals. I was writing my exams all this while. Mm. But the man said, look, if I'm interested, he will withdraw the adage. I thought it was a trick to throw me out. <laughs> so I went to my brother, who happens to be my prayer partner, and my mentor told him, he said, look, this school, and tell him he want to go and have a look at the mines and give him a, res- a response. I told him and they have transport from here all the way to Bogosu beyond Takwa. But I had still my own reservations before I went there because I look on the map, I saw Christie, I saw Takwa. I couldn't see <laughs> Now Bogos is on the map, map because yeah. of the group, you know. Yeah. So eventually I get there mm. and they take me around familiarization. I ended up in the gold room and I held 12 kilos of gold for the first time. And I said, I would like to work here. I would like to get it. Eventually, I came and told them I would like to go. They transferred me. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be there for three years and come back. Mm-hmm. But I stayed for 10 years. Wow. I resigned from Shell and then joined Ugo. So eventually after the three years. Mm-hmm. And things turn around. You see, the, the Bible says that we plan, but God this plan is always better for us. Mm-hmm. I think progress 19. So so basically, what it is, is that though I plan to be a civil engineer, I had no regrets becoming an accountant because I was very fast in rank. Mm-hmm. And eventually my colleagues who traveled and did civil engineering and so on, they came back and I employed some of them. Wow. So now they realize that I had galloped ahead of them. God had better plans for me, mm-hmm. but I didn't know because I had my own plans. But I realized one thing that I was always serious with my Christian life. Mm-hmm. I was a member of Global River Ministries before I went to the mines. Mm-hmm. And when I went, I found a, an equivalent church and I was fellowshipping. I planted a branch church because I was traveling 40 minutes all the way from Bogoso to Tapua bad roads every sunday for church Sometimes I got involved in an accident with my family but we shortened that journey by planting a branch finding accommodation for a pastor there we found a place for the church bought instruments for the church that also was part of the full gospel business fellowship i planted chapters there and i had fulfillment you know so in a nutshell whilst doing career I was also doing ministry mm-hmm. i've been in this for a long time uh-huh. and i should say that for about 40 years i have worked partly 20 years in private sector and then another 22 years in public sector mm-hmm. because i transferred eventually i resigned and also came to accra back to prayer and joined the public service for the National Civil Aviation Authority. Mm-hmm. And I worked so hard, I became the Deputy Chief Executive. Mm-hmm. By the grace of God, I did not still forget my God. Uh, I was very serious with the things of God. When I came back, I joined uh, global ministries again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when we were looking for land, they put me in the building committee. And I led them to discover the present place where we have mm-hmm. about 15 acres of land. And We built a huge auditorium by God's grace. we still mm-hmm. in the process of putting. So I want to say that my life has been shaping by God because I found Him. Okay. You know, initially I was going to a church with Jesus Christ in its name, mm-hmm. but they don't open the Bible. Okay. <laughs> the reason I followed them was a friend had gone and they gave him food in the times of hunger in Ghana, mm-hmm. and I concluded it was a good church. <laughs> and one day, one month, the food didn't come, two months, three months. But within two weeks, I was already preaching in that church. That's wow. my passion. If I would do it, I would do it with all my might. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, he said, oh, there's another consignment coming. You know that the consignment never came, and I had told myself, if you're there for six months and I don't get the food, I will leave. Mm-hmm. Six months, he left. I don't know if my brother was praying for me. He knew I was in the wrong church, following the wrong doctrine. So my big brother was praying for me. I come after him. He's a reverend minister now. Okay. But what I'm saying in fact is that we don't have to follow this Christian life going solo. Oh, I'll stay in my room and read my Bible. Oh, I would do it on my own. You go to church, you're passive. You don't get involved in choir, ushering, or anything. I wasn't that kind of person. I was counting money at the age of 24, 25 in Global Revival Ministries. To date, I still count the account money. I am the financial controller of the church. Mm -hmm. I'm a born member of Global Revival Ministries. I'm now ordained a Reverend Minister Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in the church. So I can say that I was doing well in corporate life. I didn't use my corporate life as an excuse not to worship God. Mm I find many people doing that. Many of my friends who get promotion, they get busy on their job, and they are too busy mm-hmm. to go to church, too busy. Even if they go to church, they are passive. I'm not that kind of person because I realize it is just God who turned my life around. Mm-hmm. Because I became a father for my sibling at the age of 21, 22, mm-hmm. in hunger times. So I've seen very rough times before mm-hmm. in this Ghana. You know, Even though going abroad failed me, I have eventually, you know, developed myself and traveled to the continents of the world just because God placed me where I deserve to be.
0: So so I think um, in the conversation, one of the things that um, you've mentioned consecutively has been um, your expectations being captured, being disappointed by certain people and those things. And I believe as young people, you are faced with this challenge as well. And we, we get certain expectations, that get cut. Maybe you don't hear from the person. Then you think, well, things are no grand plan. And how did you deal with it? And what was the foundation on I mean, overcoming those um, disappointments?
1: Okay, there's one thing about life. And if you don't get to know and you're not advised, you may even get to a point where you think oh, all hope is lost. Maybe you're going to commit suicide. Maybe you're the next president of Ghana. But you have truncated it. A, between the ages of 21 and 25, it's called the exploratory age. Mm-hmm. That's where you're, you're cutting off gradually from your parents and becoming independent. Okay. All right? Okay. But there's so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've just finished university, you've just done national service and finished what next? You're yeah. not sure. Mm-hmm. You get it? Mm-hmm. So there's so much anxiety, and you don't want to be dependent on your parents all the time. And maybe there's no job mm-hmm. for the next two years, whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's so much anxiety. I went through all that. But I was fortunate in the sense that, I wouldn't say fortunate, because if you are saddled with 10 miles to feed, in no farming field at age 22 mm-hmm. and you have to forsake going to university, it wasn't fortunate. Wow. But fortunate in the sense that looking at hindsight, I know God prepared, used that to prepare me. But at that point, I didn't see that as fortunate. I saw that as like a misfortune because all my colleagues have gone to invest, some have gone abroad, and I'm struggling. Yeah. I have to feed them, it was me alone. I with <laughs> them, yeah. and that made me very careful. I didn't mess up at all. Go chasing girls and doing those stupid things. Some people would go smoke weed, and all that. I didn't have time for that because I knew that already I was burdened. okay, and I needed to work extra hard to feed a family of 10. But my mom, 11. Yeah. So basically, what it is is that I found comfort in the Bible. The scriptures helped me to navigate my life through. And I believe that if at that age you put your trust in God, He mm-hmm. helps you out of the situation. The next category of uh, age is 25 to 35, mm-hmm. um, that is experimental. Okay? At that age, you want to, um, maybe you've got a job. Mm-hmm. You're now trying to establish yourself, to impress your boss. You know, you want to go to work early and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. You see, the average between the 25 and 35 is mm-hmm. age 30. Okay, Age 30 is the age where you're supposed to be, be seen as a mature person. Mm-hmm. Jesus started his ministry at age 30. Mm-hmm. David became king at age 30. Mm-hmm right? Yeah. John the Baptist started ministry at age 30,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I can go on and on and on. Joseph became prime minister at age 30, mm-hmm. and in Numbers chapter 4 verse 3, when the kids were going to the tabernacle, trib- they needed smart mm-hmm. young men, mm-hmm. you know, the Daniel type of yeah. young men. Mm-hmm. So, they needed young men between the ages of 30 and 50, and they would select them, smart young men. To go and serve the priests, mm-hmm. you get it. Yeah, they are supposed to watch, serving, learning to take over, to take over, It's a, it's a session for them, mm-hmm. so that as they are watching, they are eventually being doctored into priesthood. Mm-hmm. That's the essence. Mm-hmm. So it means when you go get to that age, you don't have to mess up. You see, you're doing all that, you're wasting your energy, your time. Mm-hmm. Time doesn't wait for anyone. Mm-hmm. So you have to wise up and. Begin to look for a role model and look at that role model, a Christian role model who knows what he's about mm-hmm. and try to leave the word with that role model or the mentor as your guide. Okay. And for me, I was fortunate to have people like that who shaped me and eventually. To date, I take friends who are older than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I take friends. Some are 20 years older and so on and so forth. When I was in school, my, I was in Form 1, my friends were in Form 4, Form 5, lower sis, and upper sis. It isn't that I'm proud, but I get naturally attracted to older people mm-hmm. and I
0: learn a lot from them. Wow. Yeah. This, this is so packed. And, and on the basis of the exploratory experiment, experiment I mean, experimenting stage in medicine, uh, so let's say for most people now coming out of school or in school, between the 20s or 18s to the twenty-five, what are some of the things you advise them to explore and in what ways should they go after some of these things?
1: You see, in fact, it's important that um, you should know your purpose. Mm-hmm. Knowing your purpose takes you studying Bibles, studying your own, discovering your talent, knowing what you're good at, you don't follow the crowd, Oh, this person is going to do accounting, so I'm going to do accounting, because he has gone abroad, so I want to go abroad. No, you're different. You only met a person in school perhaps, and the person has his own course, his charter. You should know who you are and what you're good at. You get it? Yeah. I wanted to go abroad when I was around 20 after school. Okay. I never went. But eventually when I started going, now I went and I decided that, look, it's too much. <laughs> you get it? Yeah. So the point I'm making is this that when you get to that period, know your purpose, okay? Um, You have to uh, also know that you have a destiny Mm -hmm. and you have to see opportunities when they come your way. And it's very important that you stay the course even when times get tough. Stay the course. Don't give up easily. So far as you have a conviction that this is what you want to do, and this is the direction you want to go. Have a conviction, have a role model who would always guide and comfort you when times get tough. And just keep saying, eventually, things will work out for you. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, when you were younger, I mean, when you're younger, well, what were some of the aspirations you had for? I mean, who do you want, What do you want to become? Is it between less than your 18 years? What were some of the aspirations you had?
1: Well before I was twenty. Yeah, I mean, before you Yeah, that. I didn't capture that age because mm-hmm. I look at more people who people who after twenty after university. Mm-hmm. But certainly around that time, mm-hmm. you're under the care of your parents. Yeah. Okay. So you are in primary, secondary, junior high school senior high school. Yeah. All the time. You you don't think too far. You just think about how to do your homework and make sure that you pass your exams and so on and so forth. You get it? Mm-hmm. So I was actually looking forward to becoming an engineer. Mm-hmm. You get it? Mm-hmm. I had in me, you know, as young as 12 years, in primary school, we, we went to GBC. Mm-hmm. We had a play. And I was given the title, the young scientist. Mm-hmm. So it got into me and I knew I was a scientist. Mm-hmm. So once in school, I, I said, nothing. my dad asked me, why wouldn't you do accounting? I said accounting for what? Unfortunately, wow. When I became an accountant, he had passed. I thought he would have oh, told me. Totally, I told yeah. you so. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. So the fact is that there's something you're aspiring to, but that doesn't mean that's your destiny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As you grow growing and becoming more mature, you begin to see your talent more clearly. Mm. Yes, that is if you're focused. Okay. Um, but it takes guidance from elderly people as well. Yeah. Something your parents won't. You to be one a lawyer, the other person a doctor. You know, very thick pride in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But these days, those are the things that make you tick. Yeah, you can do anything that you have passion for. Mm-hmm. And you can overtake all those who went to law school, who went to do medicine and all that.
0: Too. Yeah, I see. I right, say, so, um, in I mean, all your life, what has been um your motivation? What what keeps you alive? What makes you Still press on to whatever you desire to do
1: you, you see i take cues from the bible and uh, like I, I said i see david a young boy and eventually become a prime minister uh, and made a king i see joseph who went through a lot of persecutions being thrown into page from page to potifers from potifers house to prison from prison eventually becoming a prime minister okay mm. so basically what it is is that i realized that life is not always smooth and i realize also that um when you aspire to be somebody you also have to identify with the right people mm. you can live in choco but you will not be of choco okay you can live in buko but you will not be of buko you see, the fact that you're poor and live in a village doesn't mean you're destined to be like everyone around there. Mm-hmm. Your mindset. Your mindset is taking you to... That's why I was saying, I chose my friends. And I chose senior people. Yeah, And I'm still, you believe it, I'm still friends with them up to now. Wow. You yeah, I one runs crystal eye at Adenta. Mm-hmm. When I was in Fomor, he was in We're still friends. Just last week, I called and sent my daughter to him. Wow. Yes. So what I'm saying is that keep a relationship with good ones and maintain those relationships. Mm. Don't rush out of them. Don't just experiment with the relationships. Mm. Steady people before you go into a relationship with them. It also goes in the area of choosing a partner, a life partner. Mm. You get it. That's also helped me. I got married to the right person who also has aspirations. And wants to just go, 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 and is very motivated and has self-esteem. So we encourage each other. Even before I did my masters, I encouraged her to take full time on campus. So mm-hmm. I was cooking for the little children, taking them to school, and all that. While she was on campus, you get it. Mm-hmm. I she couldn't do it from home, so I said, go and do it full time. Mm-hmm. So she went, when she finished, then I also did my masters. You get it. Yeah. I thought they have to drive. Yeah. Never went to drive in school. We were minds. I just took the car. She was very pregnant. Then I thought they have to drive one weekend. Yeah. So I realized that you can make life interesting yeah. for yourself. When you get into marriage, when you have relationship with people. People and human beings are not perfect. Yeah. So you have to create an environment where... You cover the faults of others. Yeah. You forgive very easily. Mm. Not not that you will not be annoyed as human mm. beings. Sometimes you will be upset. but okay. The Bible says you should not let the sun go down your anger. Mm. If you manage your temperaments, you'll be able to survive any environment mm. and some relate with people. Wow. You understand? Mm. Yes. Okay.
0: So, um, what are some of the the the, the values you uphold for yourself? Yeah, if you're talking about values,
1: um, they're in many folds, but I'll just pick two of them: Christian values Mm -hmm. and career values. Mm -hmm. Okay, Okay. my Christian values are spoken a lot about. Mm -hmm. I pick it from the Bible, and I have so many examples, Bible, biblical, uh, you know, uh, examples that I can follow. In terms of career values, Mm -hmm. um, there's so many wrong values at the workplace. People want to be rich quick. They will do things in the office that are not worthy of mention because they want to make money. And it's become the norm, unfortunately, in this world that we are. The norm is to do the wrong thing and get rich quick. So if you're the type who is not part in uh, that environment, they see you as a threat. Everybody will hate you because they know that if you see, you will go and tell because you are not part of it. But you have to be resolute. You have to know your values. You should know. And you're a Christian, first and foremost. And you're not a Christian because somebody will see you holding the Bible. You're a Christian from within. God loved David. In spite of all his foolish things he did.
0: Mm.
1: He said, David is a man after my own heart. Because he knew that guy had a good heart. Mm. You get it? He knew. He he got him ordained. And he knew David. He was human. He would make mistakes. But then you quickly run to God and say, God, I've messed up again. Oh, please forgive me. He would cry. And God would say, okay, my boy, just take it easy. Don't do that again. You get it. Yeah. So it's not our perfection that God is looking for. Mm-hmm. We will try to be perfect, but when we make mistakes. Let's accept our fault, go back to God and say, God, I need help again. I couldn't you know, sustain the good life. Please help me. Mm-hmm. And you will see that things will work out.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, um, a little bit, uh, we can we'll up soon. right? So um, um, for you, what what do you define as success in your life? What I believe, and or what do you see as success for you? Success? Yeah. It's it's subjective. Okay. All
1: right. Anything you aim at, mm-hmm. and you eventually achieve, is success. you can aim at becoming an armed robber and becoming an armed robber eventually it's success it's negative success you get it for you maybe you want to make money quickly so you just go into Sakawa and all that for you it's success but we're talking about good success the Bible talks about good success okay Okay? so good success is what we should all be aiming at success that society knows is good success that everybody wants to follow Success that makes you sleep without guilt. Yeah.
0: That's
1: what I call real success, good success. And that's what Bible will teach you. I haven't seen the Bible encouraging anybody to go after another person's wife, even though there were examples of those who did that. They were rebuked. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bible points out clearly, David did the wrong. Yeah. Okay, It will encourage you to do that. And that is why when you follow Bible stories, everything is in there. So you you don't even have to struggle too much to know what success is. Mm. Success is aiming at, good success is aiming at something that is um, worthy of admiration by all, by society, Mm. by yourself, and all around you, aiming for it and getting it.
0: Okay. I see. I see. Um, If you you are given a chance to get a billboard on the road, I mean on the major road, let's say on the Emma road. What would you like to put on it? What few words would you like to put on it for by I will put a simple expression. Mm-hmm.
1: Follow me. I'll show you the way. Okay, follow me. Okay. I'll show you the way. You know why? Well, um before the Christians were well, nicknamed Christians, they were called the way. Okay. Now John Baptist came mm-hmm. and he. He, he proclaimed that someone was coming and he was supposed to come and prepare the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and this is where he came. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. So that's how Christians were called. Until they went to Antioch. Antioch, said, these guys, they live like
0: Jesus. Eh?
1: Mm-hmm. They are like, so Christian means Christ-like. Mm. That's why we, you and I are called Christians today. Yeah. So if we are holding that title and we are not living like Christ, we are hypocrites, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. We have to live like Christ. Yeah. So basically, our rights, follow me, I'll show you the way.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's interesting. All right, so um, in line with that, uh, what, what, what will be your final words for young people?
1: Um, you see, young people should not rush. They will see a lot of beautiful things, including girls. You see a lot of beautiful things including cars okay. you see a lot of beautiful things including traveling abroad okay. <laughs> okay yeah but they should take their time they will get there okay. those who rush yeah some of them died prematurely mm-hmm. i mean we can see young girls like ebony yeah and uh, there was one called Susie williams and right. so on and so forth you see them die at age 20 22 and like they die too quickly they are gifted mm. they die with a gift no, more Miles Moro said, the richest place <laughs> on earth, yeah. it's not a bank, yeah. central bank. It's yeah. a grade. Because most of the talents were untapped. Yeah. It went too quickly. Yeah. I don't want to go too quickly. Mm. I want to empty myself. Paul said, I have run the race. I fought a good fight. Mm. Now, now I'm going for the crown. You get it? Yeah. Jesus said, it is finished. Mm. That's the point you get to download everything. So when you go, you leave a footprint, somebody will remember that there was somebody who lived mm. everywhere. I've gone my God's ways, I've left the footprint. Yeah. My workplace, if you go to the put a beautiful building, seven story building there.
0: Yeah.
1: I was the one who put it up. If you go to full for Business, you know, then the office they are in now, I was the one who went to look for it, went for a bank loan, and we have paid the bank loan. Mm. If you go to Global River Ministries, mm. I was the one who discovered the land and yeah. we built on it. Uh, no, virtually leading the body committee that was in the leadership. Okay? So all I'm saying is that it is possible for you to excel but ask God for guidance mm-hmm. and lead the way. Eventually it will help you to exploit your talents. There the, are the three things that are key. Your time, your treasure, and your talent. Time, treasure, must all be dedicated to God. Yeah.
0: You know, and you will never be found wanted. Well, I think there's there's a lot to learn. I think you have to listen and listen again because there are lots of things you mentioned there. So I think we've come to an end, but before that I just had I have some lighting round questions that I just need your feedback as fast as that. They are short. Okay, so he said if you had a chance to live in any African city. Apart from Accra, which city would you prefer? Sunyani. Sunyani? Yeah. Wow. Why Sunyani? Beautiful. The place is well laid out. The
1: yeah. place is well planned. It's the nicest city in West Africa. Wow. I tell you. I think it's <laughs> very
0: counter to what we've heard. <laughs> i tell you. All right, so, and between this uh, mobile money and this fintech apps and the banks, which one do you really prefer? Um, mobile
1: money is quick. Mm-hmm. You know, let me tell you, uh, time did not allow us, but I'm leading an outreach to fisher folk. Okay? God directed me. You no, know, I, I told you I was drowning in the sea. Yeah. So I ne- never went near the sea. 2017, God said, go, go back to the beach. Wow. And I can tell you, out of 47 landing beaches in Ghana, I've led the team to 37 of them. It's not like we just do touch and go. We go and we bond with them.
0: Wow. Tuesday,
1: I'm going to four of them. Wow. Last uh, Muslim holiday, 13th May, I went to flow and because of COVID, we relaxed. But even whilst we relaxed, we're going to the lorry stations, taxi stations. Every week, we go to 20 lorry stations. We go to 10 in a day, Tuesday, and another 10 on Thursday. We feed all of them. I wow. raise money from people who believe in my mission, wow. and we go with them. So, just last month, I did my report, and we had witnessed over 2,000 people in the month of May, May alone. Wow. So, this is my passion. So, basically, what I'm saying is that we have a talent, and when we apply our talent, God leads us mm-hmm. to how we should apply the talent. And I have no regrets at all. I have a lot of fulfillment in reaching out to souls. Wow,
0: is wow, interesting. Yeah. so um, which one do you prefer? Did you mention the mobile money, the, the bank? Yeah. so
1: uh, basically what led me to tell you all this is that yeah. I have a very busy schedule. Yeah. I'm always board meetings here, chairing this meeting there, there. But I'm able to do all this. Not that I go personally, exactly. but I have a team. Yeah. And I use mobile money to order the food. The wow. food will be delivered. Wow. And then they will take it and go and outreach. So mobile money is also where the contributions are done. Then, okay. So I prefer mobile money to all the modes of conversion. I don't go and stand in the bank <laughs> and then wait in the queue and all that. This mobile money thing was for me, created for me to reach out to souls. Wow. wow that's interesting. Impressive. What's your favorite food? My favorite food, yeah. Number one is watch it. Okay. Yeah. Right. I you. love Wachi so much. Right, so on your mobile phone what's the favorite Application you use? Oh my mobile phone, yeah. oh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Oh yeah, yeah. I work with it.
0: Uh, I work is so efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So between an Android phone and an an iOS Apple phone, which one would you prefer? Oh, I I use iPhone. Exactly. Very
1: very robust. Yeah. I use both, but iPhone is my main.
0: The main So yeah. mm-hmm. What's your favorite place to think of ideas? When you want to think of something, when you want to come up with something, where do you like to be? Where do I like? It? Yeah. Um I like to be in a washroom.
1: Okay. When I get there, I start thinking. Yeah. Ideas start flowing. Yeah. When I come back quickly I jot them down. Otherwise they we've Yeah. When I sit down in a washroom, ideas just start popping up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. And when you get into a new environment, what's the first thing you look out for? I go to the washroom and wow. see if the washroom is in order. Then the people are, are decent people. Really? The people who, the environment, they will try and you know, give you a good impression. But you go to your washroom, the place is messy. So I go to the washroom first. If I travel to an airport, I go to the washroom first. Wow. And I see how the place is. Yeah. Once the washroom is organized, I know the people are very organized.
0: Wow, I think yeah. that's what I think personally. Yeah. And this yourself as a fast or slow learner.
1: I am average. Okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know the, the secret is that when I was a kid, my daddy buys a ball and when it's serious tournament they say I should sit aside. Ooh. Yeah, my own ball. My own <laughs> I won't play have table tennis in our house. They will say Yo, you sit aside, we want to play serious game. Mm-hmm. And, and I I am someone who picks up slowly. But when I, I pick up the momentum comes,
0: mm-hmm. I just run with it. All right, so in, in when you think of the ways you think of things, your mental models. What are some of the I mean, your preferred mental model when you come against a situation? How do, how do you think about it? I,
1: I keep a cool head. Okay. I keep a cool head. I don't
0: panic. Okay.
1: I just keep calm. It's just like a dog attacking you. Yeah. If you run, it will come after you. Yeah. But when you stand, the dog becomes confused. It mm. starts going backwards. It's backing, all right, but rather going backwards yeah. whilst you are advancing. Greatest, yeah. but try and take one step. The dog will just get at you. Mm. So I keep a cool head. The I'm confronted with a very difficult situation. I don't panic. I just keep a cool head. And when I'm angry, I smile. Sure. Yes, that's my secret. Okay. When I'm angry, I keep a smiling face mm-hmm. because I don't want your... Um, temperament to affect you. Okay. Okay. You get it? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I'm the one who will suffer mm-hmm. for being angry. So I try to
0: not let you influence me negatively. Uh, and Thank you so much, Mr. William, for joining yeah. okay. us today. Um, we hope to get you and maybe another time on another level. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. We promise to bring you new episodes weekly. So kindly subscribe on the platform you're listening to this epi- this podcast on. And follow us on social media, the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at The Young and Old Podcast. And YouTube as well, at The Young and Old Podcast.